Hi, I'm Stuart and welcome to our podcast, The More You Know. Our podcast will be looking into how the manufacture of semiconductors interacts with our everyday life. Hello everyone and welcome to a very special podcast. I know in the past I've said I've had some special guests, but this time I've got a stellar global guest who's taken time in their very busy schedule to come down and speak to me today. Yeah, you won't believe this. I have got Santa Claus who's going to be sitting in that chair with me talking about the environment. Can't believe it. So excited. Santa Claus. Yeah, welcome, Santa. And Hello, thank Stuart. you for coming along today in your very busy period. I imagine it must be a bit frantic at the uh, moment. It's all well oiled. We know what we're doing. Uh, there's a bit of spare time built in, so no harm in coming to visit you. I've not written my list yet. Have I still got time? No. <laughs> I know you must be joking. I was only joking, but yeah. uh, you better get it done quite soon. I will get it done soon, and I've got the uh, chimney tonight. I will try and get my Santa list written. And Your children did it two weeks ago, so no ah. excuses, no excuses. So here we are, Santa Claus. Hello. Uh, I'm going to try and control my excitement about the big man being here. 1974, the last time I saw you, you made Excellent. a bit of a mess. But I want to talk to you today about... Uh, I think uh, it was the reindeer that made the mess in 74. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, there's a story. Yes, a few carrots hither and thither. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I've heard that you're a big environmentalist and you're really worried about climate change. And so when we had these discussions about coming down today, you wanted to talk about the subject. Um, well, I live at the North Pole. Wouldn't you be worried? Yeah, I, and I'm interested in how Santa has managed to reduce or stop emitting emissions and try and get an insight to help us as we move forward and on this big globe that we live on and help to fight against climate change that we are experiencing at the moment. We're well practiced. We've been doing this now for 1700 years. That's how we've managed to reduce our emissions. So you have no footprint? Uh, no, no environment. Apart from the one on my windowsill? Apart from the one on your windowsill and on your roof. But yes. you probably didn't see that one. Well, not so much now because we don't get as much snow as we used to. No, because of global warming. So the big challenge, there's many challenges. If we look at the greenhouse gases that are emitted all around here, and we know we've got CO2, we know we've got methane, we know we've got N2O or laughing gas. No, 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 to N2O, whether it's in the laughing gas or in squirty cream. Find something else to propel your cream out the can. I do like a bit of... Uh, Laughing gas? No, I do like a bit of double cream. <laughs> but let's talk about oh. CO2. Let's talk about transport. Yeah. Let's talk about how fast you travel. What's the technology? And does it really not leave any emissions? Uh, absolutely leaves no emissions whatsoever. Um, we've developed a technology that allows us to travel nearly 200,000 miles per hour with no emissions. But obviously, it's a bit of a trade secret. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> a trade secret. You can't... Come on. You could, surely you could tell us what, the, what it is that you put in. Uh, we don't put anything into the sleigh. Uh, it's uh, fed to the reindeer. We've got, uh, we've got some magic fairy dust. Magic fairy dust. That just sounds amazing. Could we have some? Uh, I think it would be a bit uh, ill-advised to, uh, to distribute the fairy dust to everyone. We don't want everyone flying around at 200,000 miles an hour. Imagine the chaos that would cause. Yeah, I think so. You're travelling around mm -hmm. very fast. Yeah. 
you're kicking over the glasses of wine. Okay, uh, well, it's milk, thankfully. Milk. If, it, if it was wine, I'd be kicking a few more over, wouldn't I? Yeah, so this concept of you travelling fast, how do you manage to keep your beard and your hat and all that on when you're travelling so fast? I have to take some magic fairy dust as well. And the main reason for that is we've got to... Sounds reduce... like a very good Christmas party if you're asking me, Santa Claus. Well, the reason that I need to take it isn't because I have to run around quickly, although I do have to run around quickly. When you stop and think about it, I've got uh, presents to deliver to 600,000 children overnight, so we have to move quite quick. But the other thing is I have to reduce my uh, wind resistance or else if I move too fast and I've got a lot of wind resistance and I'm going to get a lot hotter than I would in this coat. 600,000 children or 600 million? 600 million children. 600 million. Yeah, you you must be getting on a bit, Santa Claus, now. Uh, I'll forgive you. Yeah, but uh, one of the advantages of taking the magic fairy dust is I don't age. Ah, right. You've always just been old then. Yeah, I've always just You've just always been old. I think I'd rather say mature. I'll take your word on that one. (laughs) So the magic fairy dust... It travels. It doesn't travel. It allows us to travel quickly. And are you going to explain more? Uh, this is the deer. I can never remember the name of reindeer. the deer. The reindeer. Yes. Is yes. The, was it Dasher, Prancer? Dasher the one with the and red Dancer nose. and Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitz. And ah. Have I missed one out? I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, do you not recall the most famous reindeer of them all? Oh, yes, Rudolph. Yeah. See, it. I'm just getting too excited. So Rudolph, Rudolph's quite young, actually. Uh, the current group, I've had nearly, nearly 200 years. It'll be 200 years next year. A big anniversary for us. What we found was that we had to deliver to more and more children every year, so we had to get a bit more oomph. And the way to get a bit more oomph has been to uh, have another reindeer. So in 1939... Uh, Rudolph came along, but he's quite young by comparison to the other reindeer, and um, he tends to get a bit excitable. Is that why he's got a red nose with all the magic fairy dust? No, the red nose is really important because the red nose allows us to uh, go out on foggy nights, and it was quite a foggy trip here today, so uh, that red nose is really rather important. So let's take, you've got all your reindeer. You sprinkle the magic fairy dust on the top of them? No, 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 no. Uh, It's part of their diet. Um, I thought you were going to give me a ho-ho-ho there, but it was a no-no-no. No-no-no, it's part of their diet. Um, And we vary the amount in their diet. Uh, You asked about emissions. So what we found a long time ago was that if we feed the reindeer lichen, which is their natural food anyway, um, then their emissions are reduced. But uh, Comet one day at a bag of fairy dust, uh, his emissions went went to zero. But uh, as I say, Comet by name, Comet by nature, he was then sprinting around like a, an absolute fool. From then on, we've fed the reindeer a mixture of lichen and a little bit of dust during the year. And then as we get close to Christmas, so the amount of fairy dust in their diet increases uh, so that we can uh, travel at high speed on Christmas night. Um, I recently saw a new advertisement for one of these electric vehicle cars. Why do you still stick with reindeer? Are they not a bit old-fashioned? No, the energy density of the magic fairy dust is incredibly high. There's nothing uh, in the EV market that can compete. So, uh, no, there's no there's no room to change over the uh, reindeer with uh, electric vehicles at all. I've just got this funny vision in my head of you plugging in your reindeers 
if you ran out into an EV charger somewhere? I think I think they may kick you if you try to plug anything into a into a reindeer. Uh, there's there's only two sockets. Do, would you recommend electric vehicles for non reindeer transported? Uh, vehicles. Uh, they're only really uh, the way forward when you've got a, a source of energy that's clean. The magic fairy dust is clean, and uh, clearly uh, electric vehicles are not a, a, a not a good idea if uh, the source of electricity is not clean. Uh, clean electricity, clean cars. So Mrs. Claus uh, makes the fairy dust, and uh, it's made exclusively with uh, renewable energy. Um, so it has no carbon footprint. It's a way of storing. Uh, I think you call it kinetic energy or speed in a very condensed form. And uh, the uh, when we feed it to the reindeer, they can move very, very quickly. I have to have some as well because I've got uh, presents to deliver to 600 million children. So I have to move really quickly as well between yeah. house to house to house. So when they're not racing around with you, mm -hmm. with the magic fairy dust... How do you manage the reindeer emissions when they're back in the stables up in your grotto? Just a little bit of uh, fairy dust uh, eliminates their emissions. What, what we found fairly early on was uh, lichen rather than concentrate uh, reduces their emissions by about 40%. Uh, and a little bit of fairy dust added in uh, reduces it to zero. I'm liking that. <laughs> <laughs> So we've talked about transport. What about CO2 emissions? They are the biggie, aren't they? How can you manage to cater for the 600 million children and adults who write their Santa Claus list every year in your location? How do you manage to run your factories? Because I think there's a, there's a lot of general managers out there with their own factories would like to know how you do it so they could do something this similar in their factories. As I said at the start, we've been doing this now for 1,700 years. So we've had a long time to ponder this one and come up with uh, various technologies. Uh, so we use exclusively renewable energy. Um, the summers are quite short, so we've got a bit of solar. Uh, the winters are quite long. They can be quite windy, uh, so we've got a lot of wind power. Uh, about a thousand years ago, we developed uh, a means of extracting uh, energy from the northern lights. That essentially means we're completely renewable. Geothermal? Uh, nope. The North Pole is on an ice sheet above water, so no geothermal. So if climate ch the climate change continues to go, I'm assuming then you'll be able to use wave technology at some point if it keeps going. Uh, what we've done, we've got, a, uh, we've got a climate mitigation plan which involves uh, uh, moving the facilities away from the North Pole. The Lapland site is, is still... Is uh, it, uh, it will involve some magic fairy dust, I can assure you. Uh, we've got a couple of sites in mind, but uh, ideally we want want to be beside either the northern lights or the southern lights because that's where we get our energy from ah so but you don't always see the northern lights so what do you do when there's no northern lights to take your electricity from uh, but uh, if you look at the photographs from nasa uh, what you'll see is the northern lights are always there somewhere up north it's just uh, you don't necessarily see them at one place so again, really for our general managers and our factories, it's, it's going to be a bit of a challenge for them. So what would you say that they should do then if they've got no Northern Lights? Uh, then they need to work with uh, companies that provide renewable energy. So as I said, wind and solar. You, you mentioned the geothermal. Uh, there's also hydro. Uh, lots of options, especially in this country. 
uh, fewer in others, but uh, uh, this country is quite well blessed. So I'm getting the feeling, Santa, you're a, you're, you're a bit of an environmentalist. I, I get this feeling that you're concerned about the global impact of uh, our activities. What would you say to the adults about the environment, about climate change? It's all about working together. It's not about working for yourselves. Um, I've got a bit of an advantage. Obviously, I deliver toys to to say 600 million children every year, and some of those children are the children of the world's leaders. Uh, so there's a, a bit of a bargaining chip there. But the other bargaining chip is, um, I've been around, uh, I've been doing this job for 1700 years now, so uh, I've seen a lot of world leaders come and go. Um, uh, they, I delivered toys to them. So the discussion is all about, let's collaborate. It's not about us as individuals, it's not about us as individual countries. Uh, this is a, a problem that's bigger than one country, so we need to work together. And uh, hopefully I won't need to leave the North Pole. I think that's a very honourable message, and hopefully our listeners, colleagues, friends are all listening to this message. To me, one of the fundamental challenges must be around the list we write to Santa, because there is challenges around the sustainability of many people's Santa Claus lists? If we were to look back 100, 200 years ago, uh, then a lot of the toys were made from wood. Um, clearly wood uh, takes out carbon dioxide from the atmosphere and helps uh, slow down or uh, reduce global warming. Um, now, a lot of the toys are made from plastic. Um, and packaging's terrible And as well, packaging's terrible as well. Uh, what we have... Uh, seen is the development of uh, plastics that are made from uh, carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. Uh, You've been watching our podcast, haven't you, Santa? Well, uh, we, pre we predate your podcast a bit because, as I say, we've got our EI, our ELF. EI, what's that? It's uh, ELF intelligence as opposed to artificial intelligence. We've got our own EI systems. Uh, so we've been working on methods of... Uh, enabling carbon dioxide to be converted into uh, into plastics and i will be honest we've been leaking a few of those secrets there might be hope for a ship with magic fairy dust uh, no 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 you can't have the magic fairy dust but uh, uh, carbon dioxide to plastics i think we could help you with so where do you sit on the aspect of electric lights or candles on your christmas tree oh absolutely electric lights and the main reason for that is health and safety, or as my colleagues would say, elf and safety. <laughs> so the, um, uh, yeah, absolutely no candles. Uh, candles are too dangerous. But surely candles give off less emissions. Uh, not in their manufacture, they don't. Um, they're made from fossil fuels. Can't, I thought all Christmas tree candles were made in Lapland. Uh, no, no, no. You buy you buy your you buy your ah. candles. We don't make them for you. Ah, I see. Unless unless they come up on a on a Christmas list, and we don't see them coming up on Christmas lists anymore. So, real Christmas tree or an artificial Christmas tree? Real Christmas tree with roots that you then put back uh, out every year. Christmas Eve. Yes. I've written my Christmas list. I yes. Go away to bed. Yes. What would you prefer that we lay out? Milk, carrots. And a biscuit and a saucer by the fire? Uh, I do quite like mince pies. A bit addicted to mince pies, but not too many because I've got 300 million homes to visit. So that's a lot of mince pies. Uh, but carrots, carrots for the reindeer is not a bad idea. Uh, they, they're well stocked on magic fairy dust. Uh, so by that stage, their emissions, uh, the carrots won't affect their emissions. So 
What if you don't have a chimney in your house? What, you, what, what am I supposed to do? One of the other properties of magic fairy dust is it allows me to assume any size. So, so long as there's a little bit of a hole, a keyhole, for example, I can get into your house with all your presents. I don't need a chimney. I've been reading in some newspapers that log burners and chimneys and coal fires are no longer environmentally successful. I mean, no longer environmentally allowed or people frown on the part of coal fires, log fires. How are you going to get down the chimneys? Well, I don't need a chimney, as I just said. As long as you've got a keyhole, I can get in through a keyhole. Any slight crack, I can get in through. What if you've got keycard access? Uh, what if you've got keycard access? Well, guess what? You're not getting present this year. Really? Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> any nook or cranny, I can get through. Well, there you have it, folks. Santa Claus, any nook or cranny coming your way this Christmas. <laughs> in Lapland yes. and in the North Pole. Yes. What do the elves eat? In the elves land? actually eat elf food, uh, which um, is elf, obviously el quite elfy food. <laughs> no, elf food. Oh, obviously, it's elf obviously food. quite good for you. Yeah. Um, but there's a little bit of uh, little bit of uh, magic fairy dust goes into the food that we eat because at the end of the day, we need to have zero emissions. And how many elves have you got? Forty-five thousand. Forty-five thousand. Forty-five thousand. <laughs> Just stop and stop and think, stop stop and think about it. We've got six hundred million children to cater for. What can't do you, you expect? Can't you just cut the amount of numbers of? Are you are uh, you asking me to introduce automation to get rid of personnel? Well, you did mention about EI, and I'm surprised you need forty five thousand. Can't you just use twenty five thousand and sprinkle some magic fairy dust? We could use magic fairy dust, but magic fairy dust takes quite a lot of our renewable energy to make. So we try to use it only when it's needed. It's that's sustainability. Just use it when it's needed. If the North Pole... So you're trying to make my elves redundant? No, I'm just thinking if the elves were not you're... busy, there's some of our factories that elves could come down and help with productivity. There's a little bit of a problem. Elves are about so big. So you'd have to redesign all your factories to accommodate humans and elves. Ah, I see. So, Santa, we're coming to the end of the podcast and uh, myself and the whole production team would just like to thank you for coming in today. We know it's a really busy period for you and the elves. I just wanted to say thank you. It's been a complete pleasure and I would like to wish the children and all the families a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>